Have you ever been tempted to give up or check out in your walk with God? Have you been at a place in life's journey where you felt overwhelmed and overshadowed by life's obstacles, setbacks, or heartaches? It could be you are at such a place right now, a place where you are hungering for hope. If so, then Hope Along the Journey podcast is a ministry of encouragement created specifically with you and others just like you in mind. And now, here is your host, Mark Cravens, to share a word of encouragement with you today. Thank you so much for joining us today for this episode of Hope Along the Journey. Hi, I'm Mark Cravens, your podcast host, and it is always a joy to have you with us as we share together a time of seeking God's direction as we listen to stories of hope and redemption. And we've got one of those stories today lined up. We have with us Tim and Becky Keep. Tim and Becky, welcome to today's episode of Hope Along the Journey. Thank you so much. It's great thank, to be here. Thank you, Pastor Mark. Yeah, we've we Tim and Becky, uh, we all go back a long, long way. We've known each other since back well, Becky, I've known you since you were just a little girl. That's right. Yeah, a long time ago. And I've known Tim since back in the days when he was in college. Mm-hmm. And they attend our church here at New Life Community Church, and they are such a blessing. But in addition to that, uh, Tim is president of an organization that's called Shepherd's Global Classroom. Tim, would you just take a minute and kind of tell us all what is Shepherd's Global Classroom? Sure. Um, Shepherds Global is a ministry that serves underserved pastors and Christian leaders around the world through training. So we provide a curriculum tool, and the whole vision of of this curriculum tool is to help launch indigenous classrooms where they don't exist around the world. So we're working in, right now, at least 37 countries our app, free app, is downloaded in 91 right now. So, mm-hmm. yeah, the Lord is blessing the ministry. And so as of this past June 2022, we've been able to go full-time in that ministry. That's great. That's great. And it is a wonderful ministry. And so many, I think, I think the future is wide open for Shepherd's Global Classroom. I think there's so many wonderful things. Before we get into our discussion today, I just want to pause and encourage you, our listeners, to uh, reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. We'd like to get an email maybe, so please email us at hopealongthejourney at gmail.com. Again, that's hopealongthejourney at gmail.com. We'd also like to have you go to our website and sign up for our newsletter. That website is www.hopealongthejourney.org. Again, that's just simply www.hopealongthejourney.org. And when you get there, there'll be a pop-up screen that'll say, stay in touch. And if you'll put your email address in there, we'll get you on the newsletter email team, and we will get those newsletters out to you in the very near future. Again, Tim, Becky, we're glad you're here today. We're glad that you're with us. So let's get into this discussion. You author, One of the books that you all authored was a book entitled All Is Well, Finding the Great Heart of God When a Child Walks Away. So tell us a little bit about the background of this book and how did this book come to be? Well, um, we have five children and uh, our oldest daughter, Valerie, um, was five years old when we moved to the Philippines to serve Mm -hmm. as missionaries. And basically... um, 
what happened was when we came home from the mission field when she was 18 years old, um, she kind of uh, fell apart in a lot mm-hmm. of ways, spiritually, emotionally. And um, it so caught us off guard because, uh, you know, this child had been, of course, our firstborn. Mm-hmm. And one of those kids who, you know, there are none of these. But, I mean, the perfect child kind of thing, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I know there are none of those. But, was you know, that the Keaton in her or the Keep in her? Which uh, was that? Neither. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely all me. No, okay. I'm just kidding. But, um, no, you know, she was a child that sought to please. She uh-huh. was uh, efficient. Right. She was uh, she was a kid who always wanted to be involved in the ministry with us. You know, when she was a, uh, before she was a teenager, early teenager, she would be teaching children in the villages. She was, and she wanted to do these things. Yes. She was Maybe. very obedient mm-hmm. and she was very diligent in making sure her younger si- siblings, you know, toe the line as well. She was my right arm. She was, you know, she was just a wonderful kid mm-hmm. and a teenager. And we, we began to see some signs of, of change in her in the year leading up to us leaving the Philippines to come mm-hmm. back home. And as a matter mm-hmm. of fact, we came home one year earlier than our contract, um, our term, because we sensed that some things were going on with her that were very concerning to us, and we made that decision yeah. based on her needs. But anyway, and things fell apart. Wow! I mean, she, you know, she was expelled from a Christian college, and um, it was just she. It was all of a sudden. I looked at you know, it was like, who is this child? Mm-hmm. We we don't know this child. This is not the daughter that we've always known. And um, looking back, we know that there were a lot of things that attributed, you know, Mm -hmm. we didn't know a lot about, Mm -hmm. you know, reversed culture shock and all of these things for kids. It's real and it's, it's very, you know, can be very serious. And um, so anyway, we were left reeling. I mean, she was uh, just in outright rebellion and doing things that were just unthinkable. And I mean, and she and I had always had such a wonderful relationship and we talked about all kinds of things as she was growing up and as she was a teenager and and so many of the things that we had talked about i mean here she was she was breaking down every barrier running from us running from god um as far as she could and as fa- as quickly as she could mm-hmm. and it it was absolutely devastating it rocked our world it it rocked i mean it, i don't want to say that it rocked my faith but i mean in some ways i was like god what is happening? Yeah. You know, where are your promises that yes. you will, the children of the righteous will be blessed. And, and this is not blessing. And this is, you know, we, you know, and this is, this is what the enemy comes in and does, but it was like, Lord, we, we, we spend our whole lives, you know, raising our kids in a foreign country to serve you. And this right. is not, you know, we didn't want go and try to, to share Jesus with other people, to lose our own child. Absolutely. It's not right. an even trade-off. We're not, we're not okay. And, and so anyway, and I know that we're not the only parents that have been through this, but it was, it was absolutely completely unexpected and rocked our world in a way that I don't think anything ever has. Wow. We went through four years of cancer with our son, Jesse. That's right. And that was, of course, very challenging and tested our faith, grew our faith. But this was, this was another level. I think uh, cancer is something that happens to you, mm-hmm. but uh, something like this involves, you know, participation, mm-hmm. and 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 it, it of course involves the eternal destiny mm-hmm. of of a child. And right. so, we uh, I think the thing that for me just uh, frightened me, shook me, was uh, 
just that that possibility that maybe this child doesn't really know the Lord and that mm-hmm. uh, she could spend eternity uh, away from God. I, I couldn't possibly imagine that as a father. Yeah. So. Yeah, and being a father of four daughters, I I cannot. I, I just I try to put myself in those shoes, and that would have been a horrible place to have been and to have lived. And yet, the whole time, you all are also trying to do ministry too. Yes, we are. We're trying to do ministry, and I was like, yeah. you know, I remember one time we were actually speaking at a conference, and all of this was going on, and everything was going crazy. Most and I people remember, didn't know it. At oh, the time. no one knew it, and we were in our hotel room that night. Yeah supposed to speak early the next morning and got a phone call from home and literally everything was going south. And I'm being a little transparent here, but this is real life. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I got off the phone and I said, okay, we're idiots. Tim, we have nothing to say to anyone tomorrow. I have no wisdom. We're horrible parents. We probably should go ahead and put our, the rest of our children in an orphanage. They'll probably be better off. We must have failed terribly somewhere along the way. You know, all the things that, yes. of course, that was tongue-in-cheek, yeah, but, it was, but I felt it. I That's felt right, because like, it's very real at the moment. How can, we, how can we offer anything? We have nothing to offer when our own family is in such disarray, you know. Yeah. The devil really likes to jump in on that and to seize that. And to try to make you feel like you're somehow disqualified, and why not just give mm. up and throw in the towel? Yeah. So, well, you know, so tell me a little bit because this book title it really intrigues me, and I've read the book; it's a great book. But this is the part of the title that really grips me. It says, "Finding the Great Heart of God When a Child Walks Away." What does what does that phrase "Finding the Great Heart of God"? What, what, what does that mean? Yeah, for, for mother, it means a lot. <laughs> but um, I think uh, what we learned about God, mm-hmm. and especially his unconditional love, we, uh, you know, I think I, I, I thought, well, I understand love. But I don't think we, <clears throat> excuse me, can really understand the kind of the depth of God's love until we until that love is really tested and proven. And um, I, I know that I know that having the being born again and, and knowing that the Holy Spirit resides in me, I know that the fruit of the Spirit is love. And so I know I know love love is there. But that that my my concept my understanding of that love. So in the midst of um, of all of this, uh, we did a lot of meditation on Scripture, mm-hmm. and and of course, uh, against this backdrop of what's happening in our family, and and I remember um, one time meditating on on the whole story of of, uh, of Israel mm-hmm. asking for a king. You know, they're demanding we we want a king, Valerie without going into details on that, was demanding her king. You know, this I've got to have this king and. And so I began to see that in the story that here's Israel and they're demanding demanding a king. And when you read the story, you see that that Samuel, of course, I, I would have never seen this had we not been going through this, but I saw Samuel's heart was also broken. Yes. And in 1 Samuel 12, you you see him saying, Look, you know, what have I what have I done to you? You know, what what has provoked this in you? Why are you asking for a king? I mean, mm-hmm. you know, God's your king and I'm your prophet. I've served you these 40 
years and I've been faithful, you know, who have I stolen from? Who have I hurt? Yes, you know, right. who have I wounded? I mean, why is it you're demanding a king? You know, and and this is what I, I was feeling as a father. I mean, it was just so real. Like, what have I done? I have given my life. I, I would lay down my life right now for you, Valerie. I, I would do anything for you right now. Why is it that you're you're going this way? Why are you making these these choices? And so it was an extremely painful time. But in that in that story, for instance, in Samuel, I see him saying, "Okay, well, this is your choice." And then this this part really, really, really got me. Where Samuel says, "God forbid that I should cease to pray for you. Mm-hmm. I, I'll teach you. I'll continue to invest myself in you and in your life." And just passages like that and stories like that, uh, I as a dad began to to really see. Um, you know, through my own wounded heart and all of that, I began to see the kind of love that that God has uh, for us, and and the prophet had for Israel. Uh, I have for my for my daughter, and that that love, be, I think, began to be perfected. Mm-hmm. You know, as we went through this, of course, I yeah. acknowledged uh, I acknowledged my own failures. Uh, God showed me areas in my own life where. You know, I could have been more present, uh, I'm sure. Um, and uh, th- there was just areas where the Lord pointed out to me my need to be, uh, to, to know more of his love. So he pointed out, you know, for both of us, he pointed out, you know, some some areas that were where we really needed to, to, uh, to know him better. I remember specifically when the Lord spoke to me about this very thing, because, um, you know, I'm a talker and... Um, I had always had so much, I don't know how to put it, clout in Valerie's life. She had always, we had just been, you know, on a, I was her mother, of course, but we were, we were so close and all of a sudden it was gone. I mean, I had, I had no, I felt like I had no capital in her life. I know I did, but I, it felt like I didn't. And I remember, you know, really putting so much stock in my own ability. Like if I can just talk, talk, yes. talk, 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 tell her one more thing, <laughs> tell her one more way that she's destroying her you life. You can change her somehow. You can correct her, right? Yes. So it yeah. became this thing, every interaction that we had, I was telling her one more thing because it was out, it was coming out of fear for one right. thing. I was terrified. She was naive. You know, she was out there in the world and I was afraid something terrible was going to happen. And so I was telling her, telling, 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 telling. Mm-hmm. And I remember when the Lord said to me, shut your mouth and love your daughter. Wow, that's amazing. And, and and the specific verse of Scripture that he used was Psalm 44, 3, which says, It was not by their sword that they won the land, nor did their arm bring them victory. It was your right hand, your arm, and the light of your face, for you loved them. And that was such a powerful word for yeah. me because it yes. was like, you know, stop telling her. You have no power to save your daughter. Your words have no that's right. power. That's right. And, you know, when I really understood that, yeah, I had to fight it. I had to fight my tongue. But when I really understood that truth, I was able to pour all of my own, you know, smarts that I thought I had mm-hmm. and all of that energy into intercession. Mm-hmm. You yep. know, God, yep. it's your Holy Spirit. Your Holy Spirit can go where I can't go. Your Holy Spirit can say what I can't say, mm-hmm. you know. And when I really believed that and I really embraced that, it was life-changing for me. Yep. You know, and it took pressure off. I didn't have to try. And, you know, sometimes as parents, we do. You know, we can make our kids conform for a while. Yes, we can can for a while. And sometimes we're happy with that conformity. But if it is, it's transformation. 
that we have to pray for because only transformation, that only comes through the power of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And so for young parents, especially parents of young children, these are the days, yeah, we make our kids do certain things and we we teach them certain things, but we have to pray for transformation. I mean, that has to be the thing because pleasing children that are pleasers, it can go right over top of our head because they seem to be doing all of the right things Mm -hmm. and saying all of the right things. Mm -hmm. But if we don't pray for transformation and, you know, that is that's a powerful. That's a thing powerful for me. insight because you're right, um, especially for children that are natural born people pleasers and want to please you. Uh, but what happens when somebody else becomes more important? Yeah, I think uh, one of the things that uh, I mean, what we're what we're saying here is that we're utterly helpless. Yes, we. Are. And and I think we we one thing the Lord really taught us was that, I mean, even with children who don't walk away. Mm-hmm. We're helpless. We can't we can't transform their hearts. No, we can't. And as Becky said, we we should never be content just to have good kids and kids that just kind of, you know, follow the rules. We want kids whose hearts and lives are transformed and that's always a miracle of grace. Yes, it is. Always. And um, but not only did the Lord show us that words aren't going to do it, but also anger for me. I there is something that happens, and people can judge us however they want to, but there's something that happens when when you, you feel helpless and when you when your words aren't working and, you know, whatever is, whatever we could say here. Uh, there's and, and when you also see how these choices that your child is making, how, how damaging it is to them and to, to, the, to the whole family. We were watching yes. our whole family oh, suffer, by right. the way, our... Mm-hmm all her siblings as well. I mean, it, it was a lot of uh, suffering in our whole family through this. Um, I got angry, you know, so I would, um, I don't mean rage or anything like that, but I'm, I would let her know, you know, how, how angry this, this made me. And I would have those moments. And of course it came out through lectures and that kind of thing as well. It wasn't physically abusive. Thank, thankfully, uh, I didn't go that far. But then the Lord uh, showed me so clearly one day while I was meditating in James, and he says, the wrath of man does not produce the righteousness of God. Yes, that's right. I mean, that hit me, just uh, just hit me so hard. Tim, mm-hmm. getting angry, being angry, yes. is not going to change her heart either. Words don't change it. Anger doesn't change it. Only I can change that heart. And so we begin to, to pour all of our energy into intercession, as mm-hmm. Becky said. Just okay, Lord, we're gonna we're gonna be quiet. We're gonna we're gonna leave. We're gonna you know just pour all of our energies into prayer and intercession for her. And we began to see a turnaround. Eventually, I mean, it was Wonderful. not a fast turnaround, mm-hmm. but we began to see a change in our relationship, mm-hmm. in our own hearts and our family. Yeah, and then of course, eventually. Within a few months, we begin to see a real change in her, too. Yeah. That's amazing. Well, let's talk a little bit about that transformation, about the turnaround and ultimately how Valerie got back to the Lord. Can we so share a little bit about that? Well, before we do that real quick, I just want to make one point. I would just like to share that if, you, if you're in this situation, you know, don't be embarrassed to bring other people in yeah, to that's help a you valid, pray. That's true. valid, yes. Because, you know— I'm just going to be honest. It's embarrassing sometimes when you see your child acting in ways and 
and you know you're they're self-destructive. You're a Christian leader, and you're not supposed to be, your family's supposed to, you know, be example. And you know yeah. what? That is yeah. just, that is flat-out pride, and God showed us that. It has. It is not <laughs> about right. you. It is not about what people think about yes. you. It is yes. not about anything. It is about the eternal salvation of your daughter, and it's about, you know, and it, the Lord had to strip that, and I, I'm, I'm so thankful for that, yeah. because it is not, that is the most damaging thing, to just have this image that you think, I mean, it's just, it's not helpful. Mm-hmm. But anyway, but bring in other, and we did, godly people who we knew and our family. Mm-hmm. We did, you don't need to shout it from the mountaintops. People overshare all the time, and I don't think you need to shout things from the mountaintops, but there does need to be a trusted people that you can bring yes, into I your agree. inner circle totally and say, agree. can you pray with us and believe us, believe God with us? And so, but, um, you know, I, I think... Um, just having a mindset change too. It was it was so it was so such a heavy burden for so long. But you know, God really shared with me a powerful thing that was life changing for me through the, a story in Second uh, Kings chapter four, the Shunammite woman. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, one thing I would like to say when your when her son died, she did not. And God showed me this so powerfully because you know it's such a heavy burden that sometimes you're tempted to just say, "Well, you know what? They've made their choice." And I had people say this to me. You know, they make their choice. Kids have to make their own choices. And and everything in me, I know that's true, but it just, everything in me just rebelled against that Absolutely. thought. Absolutely. Absolutely. That I would just acquiesce to that. But, um, you know, in, in this chapter, and I was reading this story, and God brought this to me so powerfully. When her son died, and he was dead 100%, she wasn't, you know, she wasn't kidding herself or trying to pretend like he wasn't dead. She knew he was dead. I knew my daughter was dead spiritually. Mm-hmm. She knew her son was dead physically. She did not call the mourners. She did not prepare his body for burial. She did none of that. What she did was she laid him on the prophet's bed and she waited for him to be resurrected. And God spoke to me so powerfully and said, do not give in to the spiritual death of your daughter. It is The Bible says that it is not his will that any should perish, that but all should come right. to repentance. And, and I thought, you know, it was as if God said, you lay her on a bed of prayer and fasting and you wait for her day of resurrection. Because it's coming. Mm-hmm. And we held on to that. And we did that. That's what we did. It's powerful. For and months we, and months and months. That's powerful. What we saw too is that with with us being willing to to give ourselves to prayer, to fasting, we we saw God putting that in the hearts of other people, our friends as well. And that just that was that was so amazing to us. It was just almost unbelievable to us that other people I mean, I could name names right now of people who carried that burden for us, like mm-hmm. truly carried it, like not just saying, hey, I'm praying for you, you know, but but you could sense there was there was a real compassion and empathy yes. and yeah. mercy there. They were helping us carry that load. Mm-hmm. And that was truly amazing to us. We got We got notes from people that said, man, our prayer meeting tonight was like a birthing room, like people were crying out to God for you and weeping in prayer. Yeah. So we we uh, we saw God um, putting that burden on the hearts of other people. Mm-hmm. And I, if if we could say anything uh, this morning, it would just be, you know, prayer is what really began to turn this ship around. It that's really beautiful. began to make the difference. Yeah. And that's so encouraging. And I think when we really come down to it. Prayer, um, among other things, is our honest confession of our dependency on God. And I think that's what you reach a point is you realize prayer is not the last resort, but prayer is your only. Yeah. It is it's our your only. only hope. And I would say, don't 
to parents out there, grandparents, don't take this, you know, lightly. Like mm-hmm. truly That's exactly right. Take this by the job and mm-hmm. say, Lord, we are truly going to pray and seek your face. You know, there comes a point. We we reached a point where, you know, we're fasting, we're praying, you know. Mm-hmm. Of course, you have to live. We also had a, other children we had right. to nurture and minister mm-hmm. to. So we didn't want to have a, you know, we didn't want our home to be a, a just a, you know, terrible place of mourning all the time. Mm-hmm. But we would share this with our other children too. And we would pray together as a family. One night, uh, we're, we're really just fervently praying. I was fervently praying. My, and I felt, you know, our family was praying together. And I felt a burden. I, I felt a sense of release. I felt a burden lift. This has been after months now. Mm-hmm. I just felt this release and this freedom. And then um, it was it was the very next morning, like three o'clock in the morning. I just woke up with a with a start, just mm-hmm. out of a dead sleep. It's about two or three o'clock in the morning. Well, three o'clock in the morning. I remember the time. I woke up with this powerful word. It came, it had to have come from the Holy Spirit. And this word to me was, the the battle is not over, but the war has been won. And it just, you know, I hadn't been thinking in those terms, yes. but it's just this powerful word from the Spirit of God said, the, the battle isn't over, but the war has been won. And I just began to weep and to cry. Becky, you know, she woke up, she said, what's wrong? I said, honey, I've got to share this with you. I just received a word from the Lord. And um, we found out the next morning that uh, we got a call and uh, someone said to us, what, what was going on with Valerie last night? My husband woke us up at, woke me up at three o'clock in the morning and said, you gotta, you gotta help me pray. I don't know what's going on with Valerie, but you gotta help me pray. I can't carry this burden alone. And this was someone in another state who was helping us to carry that burden. And the Lord gave us a breakthrough uh, from that moment, uh, and the, the point I want to make here is that, you know, you won't have to carry this burden forever, but you do need to be willing to carry it. Mm-hmm. The Lord gave us freedom and release and faith to believe that he, he, he had heard our prayers. He had heard our prayers. He was going to answer our prayers. Gone. And then we began to really sense a freedom to, we, you know, we didn't, we didn't fast as much. We kept mm-hmm. praying, mm-hmm. but we were just, you know, waiting for God to do what God promised he was going to do. And we held on to that. And truly, uh, we didn't know it then, but God was working behind the scenes and uh, working powerfully. That's beautiful. Well, I'll tell you, we've got just a couple of minutes here. I'm, I tell you what I'm going to do is, first of all, I just want you to tell us where where is Valerie today and what's going on in Valerie's life. And then I'm going to encourage people to get this book and I'm not going to, we're not going to give the spoiler away. We want them to read about the turnaround and what happened and how that took place. Because in this book, not only do you all write, but I believe Valerie yeah, she's there writes too. some in here as well. And by the way, you're, you're, you're part of the story too. And, yeah, uh, and yeah, so that they'll, have to, they'll have to read the book. To, yes, to they will. Well, tell us, what, tell us about Valerie. So well, give everybody the good news where well, Valerie is Well, Valerie... She met a wonderful man um, in Virginia named Brent, and a um, couple of years after her her um, coming back to the Lord, she was married, and they have given us four beautiful grandchildren. Isn't that wonderful? And uh, Valerie, at this time in her life, she is a stay-at-home mom, and uh, it, it brings so much joy to our hearts to 
watch her instilling God's word into yes. her own children, teaching them the principles at Christmas this year. I was just so overjoyed because her two little girls are there at eight and six mm. and they wanted to play charades. And so all of us adults were playing charades with these two <laughs> little girls and literally they knew Bible stories that some people couldn't guess. They were, they were in the other Didn't room making up and I'm like, you know what? Thank you, Jesus, yes, because the children yes. of the righteous are truly blessed, and we we don't take that for granted. And Amen. she's passing along um, her faith That's and uh, trusting God to her children. We are we we just I, I promise the Lord, if you will rescue our daughter, and it was a rescue. Mm-hmm. I will never stop telling people Amen. what you have done, Praise and God. I and I it just thrills me every time I am able to share the story of God's grace. That's in her wonderful. Life. So tell us about how tell people how they can get this book. Okay, they can get the book if they go to beckykeep.com. You can order right from the website. Okay. And if that doesn't work for you, feel free to DM me personally. I'm on Facebook and uh, Instagram, and I'll set you up. Beautiful. All right. Well, we'll put some of that information, put your website out on, uh, so when people look at the podcast, they'll see it listed there. So we'll definitely get that book promoted. But I would like to encourage everyone. It's not a long book. It's kind of one of those books you could just sit down and read it in a couple hours. But it's a great read, very encouraging. It's called All is Well, Finding the Great Heart of God When a Child Walks Away. Thank you so much for being on Hope Along the Journey today. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, Pastor Mark. We'll have to have you back. And ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening today and being part of the Hope Along the Journey podcast and broadcast. However you are listening to this recording, we appreciate it so much. As I always say and mean from the depths of my heart, look to Jesus because he's truly the hope of the world. And if you look to him, he'll help you find hope along the journey. God bless you. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. If you would like to know more about Hope Along the Journey, or if you would like to make a donation to show your support and appreciation for this ministry, then visit our website at hopealongthejourney.org. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again for listening, and we hope you'll join us again for more Hope Along the Journey.